1: Hello, Internet, and welcome to Table Reads, the podcast where we take scripts that have never been filmed and read them so that you might experience the joy of terrible writing that Hollywood has tried to deny you. Your hosts on this tour of Unproduced Drek are Sean McBee and me, Trevor Thompson, who have written enough terrible nonsense together and apart that it should keep this show running forever. Oh, and it's a bad one, too.
0: You know, we say that, but we're like almost out of our shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do a new intro, but we're never going to get the guy that did the intro. We're no. never going to find him again.
0: No, no. Uh, so, little background. Okay. Back in 2000, uh, I'm not sure exactly how it happened. I, I feel like we wanted an excuse to own proton packs. That's totally what it was. We wanted an excuse to own proton packs. We're like, let's make a Ghostbusters movie so we can fucking legitimize our our desired own proton packs. Now I'm at the point in my life where I would just fucking get a proton. Yeah. Pack. Yeah. Fuck, like, fuck legitimizing it.
1: Ghostbusters. This is when
0: I was in Orlando and had just, I think it I was know, 2000, but I remember our, our initial Genesis was uh, that we, we watched Ghostbusters. We watched all the special features on the DVD. Yeah. We suddenly became experts in ghostbusting and wanted to make a movie about it. Well, I was already kind of an expert. No, no. At that point, I remember neither of us had really seen the movie in a number of years because we both had a long conversation about how much shit was in that movie that we never got before watching it yeah. as adults. Yeah. It was our first time watching, as it, watching it as adults and that's where we started like learning about all the behind the scenes and how Dan Aykroyd had written a 600-page script and all the extra shit.
1: Anyway, we wanted proton
0: packs. And I think you had found somebody on the internet that was- uh, Yeah, they were $700 each. God damn. You can buy them from the same guy to to this day now. But they're way more than $700 They're like 2200 2500 something like that. Man, this guy's got
1: to, made a hell of a living for himself.
0: No, probably not. He probably sells one a year. That's not much of a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take a long time to make. I would it's, it's worth the money. I would imagine. Um, but so we wanted to proton pack, so we wrote this. Fade in.
1: Exterior Herald's Theatre night establishing the shot. This is a movie theater. It is a typical Sunday crowd, barely dense. People get tickets, look at posters, etc. Interior Herald's Theater, same. There at the concession concession stand, flirting with a cute girl behind the counter is Jason, the projectionist on duty. You're gonna
0: play him. You can tell that because he's at the concession stand, like right? Yes.
1: He doesn't wear a uniform but is armed with a name tag. This is back when projectionists were actually a thing. He doesn't wear a uniform, but is armed with a name tag and a walkie talkie. So, so apparently
0: he was an E.T. <laughs> and
1: had a gun originally.
0: Well, th- I was a projectionist at this time, and that's what we did. We didn't wear our uniforms. We didn't wear name tags either. I think that was just for expedience. Yeah, uh, but we did have a walkie talkie at all times.
1: We can't hear what he says over the ambient sounds of patrons, air conditioners, etc. By the
0: way, we have that sound effect here yeah. in real time for you. it's just just for this. We planned ahead. Yep.
1: Uh, but we, we can tell his first concern isn't the projectors, but rather getting to first base with this girl. Whoa. Character stuff. Eventually, he checks his watch. This is back when people wore watches. Back when the digital watches were still a pretty neat idea. Eventually, he checks his watch, sees he's late, and heads upstairs just before a patron comes up to the girl requesting nourishment. She's going to blow him. Interior, projection booth, same. Jason
0: gets upstairs and begins to thread a projector. Damn it, why do I have to leave this to... (laughs) I fucked up my first line. Damn it, why do I have to always leave this to the last possible second?
1: As he hurries to do this, we pan away from him to a stack of film canisters. Behind him, the canisters roll by themselves closer to Jason as he continues to thread the projector. When the first one gets right behind him, suddenly there is a spark! Spark! the main controls of the projector what the he walks over to the offending area puts a finger to the distressed area that's so dirty and the as the film canister follows him around to that side of the projector as soon as his hand touches the box it sparks again rapidly each one repeatedly repeatedly each one seemingly becoming angrier even though (laughs) Jason backs away from it and trips over the canister behind him, knocking him flat on his back. Right as this happens, all the other projectors begin to spark as the film within each one becomes to un- begins to unthread. Jason's POV. <gasps> An upside-down view of the rows of projectors unthreading and sparking. What the hell? Apparently he's Hank Hill. He gets up and again... What
0: the hell? What the
1: hell, Peggy? He gets up and again trips over the canisters the canister, which this time is in front of him. Jason looks quizzically at it, and he and then turns around to attend to the projectors. When he does this, he sees thirteen other canisters rolling fast towards him.
0: Ah! <laughs> I don't know why that's a dialogue line. Yeah, right. He runs to the opposite
1: direction down the hall as the canisters chase him and the projections as the projectors continue to spark and unthread. As he goes faster down the further down the hall, he begins to trip up on the film, which lies on the ground from all of the other projectors. Eventually he trips and lands elbows first, which is impossible, onto the ground. (laughs) As the canisters approach him screaming, he curls into a fetal position as the canisters surround him and stack upon one another, creating a cylindrical wall around him. A cylindrical prison of film. <laughs> Peering out of the, out the top, he notices a white light from the end of the hall, steadily approaching him. As it approaches, he screams even louder. But once the light gets within the canisters, Jason's screams come to a sudden halt. What is that? What even happened? Okay, so a white light shoots out from down the hall. And,
0: and goes into goes in, the thing into the where thing, he's wrapped where he up. Is. And, then and suddenly, he's screaming, it's like, ah!
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Credits. Opening
1: credit sequence. Da-da-da-da-da. Somehow we got the somehow we got the rights for the song for the Ray
0: Parker Jr. Parker Jr. Jr. song. I almost you said just Ra- get him to make a new one. I almost said Ray Liotta. He'll he'll make he'll make a new song for you for like a pack of cigarettes. Poor guy.
1: Opening credit sequence. Exterior Columbia University Day. Beckman burning hell. <laughs> Exterior Columbia University Day outside the stairs of Weaver Hall, which actually is the name that they called it in the first movie that they shot at Columbia. Uh, We see a young man in his early 20s eating a bologna sandwich. I don't know why sandwich is capitalized and reading a book on nuclear physiology.
0: I must have written this because I still have the issue where I'll just like capitalize random words accidentally. Oh, shit.
1: His name is Oswald Donsbeck. Oz to his friends. Now, let's stop for a second and explain. The brilliance of that name
0: okay this is the only brilliant thing in the whole script probably probably so we learned that through the f-
1: bonus features for the bonus
0: features from ghostbusters that none of you ever watched because people don't do that mm-hmm. um egon spengler was named for two characters mm-hmm. two people or two people <laughs> egon spengler was named from two people it was uh one was a Hungarian refugee that Harold Ramis went to school with named
1: named uh, Egon
0: Donsbeck. Egon Donsbeck, yes. And the other was a scientist named Oswald Spengler. I mean, yes. Wait, yes. Oswald Spengler. Oswald Spengler.
1: So Egon Donsbeck and Oswald Spengler.
0: So they used the Egon from one guy and the Spengler from another, leaving behind Oswald, the first name, and Donsbeck, the last name. So that's why we took Egon's unused cutoff names (laughs) to make a new character. Yes.
1: His name is Oswald Donsbeck. His name is Oswald Donsbeck. His His name name is is Oswald Oswald Donsbeck. Donsbeck. (laughs) Oz to his friends. He is well-dressed and studious in appearance, but you can tell he probably also listens to the
0: Ramones. What a terrible line of direction.
1: (laughs) I didn't write that. There's no way I wrote that. While reading, a young woman approaches him, also the of the studious Ramon's look. What? She looks exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be her. Her name is Denise. Hey, Oz.
0: Yes, Denise.
1: Oh, yeah, not looking up. Yes, Denise. Hi. Giving
0: her the attention she deserves, he then smiles. Hi, what's up? You tell me. What are you reading there, Mr. Wizard? A study of nuclear physics and how unclear Oz is on all of it. Sitting next to him.
1: Well, with a title like that, I don't think you need to read much more. You know that but you know that backwards and forwards. Why not? Some. Why not
0: read something you want to read? And what makes you think I don't want to read this, Miss?
1: Polificate.
0: Miss Polificate, you wrote this line. Yes. I definitely did it, not write calling a, someone Miss Polificate. It's a Mister Rogers character. Okay. And what makes you think I don't want to read this, Miss Polificate?
1: Oh, I'm sure reading that is interesting to you. And about two other people within the known galaxy. But I think I have something you might want to take a gander at before you jump into required reading. Holy shit. She whips shit. out
0: her titties.
1: What an awful dialogue. Yes. Oh, fuck. Um, he looks at her with anticipation, smiling. You didn't. I'm not saying a word. Your 21st birthday isn't for another two days. Oh, please. He begins to tickle her. All right, all right, all right. Anything to get you to cease this mild form of torture. More of your dialogue. I know. She grabs her bag. <laughs> she just grabs it nuts. <laughs> <laughs> this is my bag. You're dummy. I wanted you to read that again. She grabs her bag. It's not torture if you like it. Well, the question is... She pulls out a book from her bag. Do you like it? What? Oh. What she has pulled out is a book entitled Entity, a complete dissertation on the world of the paranormal by Dr. Egon Spengler. Oh, my God. You got it. Jesus. Loud enough. He's
0: excited.
1: He's very excited. Why are you yelling in the microphone? Like, oh my God, <laughs> you got it. You could have done that. But, you know.
0: Yeah, I wasn't thinking. You I weren't. got excited. I'm, I'm just, I'm nothing. You are I'm acting.
1: <laughs> You're in, yeah, right. Uh, he looks at the back, which is a picture of Egon and about the author type stuff. Open the first page. He does so. Oh, cool. What he sees is a Sharpie written note saying, good luck to one of my best students, Dr. Egon Spengler.
0: <laughs> You're thinking, what yes, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking
1: that he signed so it that from, Egon is his student <laughs> <laughs> regards Dr. Egon Spangler, something like that. Denise, I got him to sign it at last semester before he went abroad
0: <laughs> so that he couldn't be in the movie,
1: right? Oh uh,
0: man.
1: Yeah. There's a couple of those, I think. Oh,
0: you are the coolest girl in all the cosmos. He hugs and kisses. Oh, that's right. He hugs and kisses her. Oh, I can't wait to show this to John. Are you sure
1: you want to do that? You know how he is about people that bring up the Ghostbusters, right? I mean, how would you feel if your uncle was a Ghostbuster and you... He throws her a look. Don't answer that. Because, see, he's a fucking die hard. He's a super fan. Ghostbusters fan. Don't answer that, but I don't think that this would be something he could get excited about. Not like me. Well, I'm not going to shove it down his throat. What is good old John up to these days, anyway? Segue. Because <laughs> people
0: talk like yeah, that. this
1: is the worst fucking most con-
0: poverty got you down, old friend, <laughs>
1: <laughs> old chum, old chum. Which is even worse. God. It's like, God damn it, what is he fucking? <laughs> <what are> you, <laughs> you br- Bert Ward. All right. Uh, uh, cut to interior dimly lit bedroom afternoon.
0: <laughs> he's smoking opium. <laughs> <laughs> We
1: see a queen-sized bed with two people in it, a male and a female. Phone rings, and the female, presumably nude, answers the f- no, nude. <laughs> if you don't know the answer to that in the directions, <laughs> it depends on if the chick does it. Yeah. Uh answers the phone. You're the girl.
0: Hello?
1: You'd be the guy in the phone, too.
0: Who the hell is this? Who the hell is this? I need to talk to Stance right now or he's fired. Hey. Hmm. Huh? I think it's your boss. Oh, shit.
1: She hands him the phone and then buries herself back under the covers. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's an octopus. <laughs> yes, Jerry. How can I be of assistance? Stance. <laughs> Sean has a mug <laughs> that's empty from the last TED show with the fucking a cup of tea. So now he's a foley artist, ladies and gentlemen. Go for it. Yes, Jerry, how can
0: I be of assistance? Stance, why the hell haven't you been answering your phone all morning? And all last night for that matter.
1: I was um sleeping. Sleeping? Yeah, I um uh, I I've, I've been really sick. <coughs> oh boy that's rough i'm gonna i know it even says it even says fakes a cough in the directions oh, oh boy, boy that's, that's rough. rough that's
0: that's the one that yeah gets
1: that's a that, that's some full
0: house lying you, you know what dialogue. though you know what though i think he's being a dick i think this is actually good dialogue okay maybe you know what i'm playing i'm playing it wrong let's do
1: it again sleeping I, yeah i um uh, i've been really sick <coughs> Oh, boy, that was rough. I'm going to go get some Dimatab now, so if you'll excuse me, I want to, you know. No,
0: I will not excuse you. I haven't been trying to call you since last night to find out your current state of health. Oh, God damn it.
1: I know, right? Dialogue. It's great, isn't it? No, I will not excuse you or this dialogue. I haven't been trying to call you since last night to find...
0: Oh, that's your line. That's my line that I just read. I know, sorry. Move on to your line that comes after that line. Please say your line again. Do I have to? Yes. I just hate it so much. No, I will not excuse you. I haven't been trying to call you since last night to find out your current state of health. What's the problem? Someone stick gum on one of the lenses again? Some very serious mishaps occurred here in the projection room last night, and you weren't here to fix the problem. Not, Not something I've yet grown accustomed to, I might add, partly because you're about as readily available as a nuclear holocaust. Trevor, your dialogue is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. I don't know that I wrote that. You wrote this. I don't know that you I did. wrote it. I wouldn't say projection room. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Now there's some very intense problems going on. Problems that concern and require your immediate, undisrupted attention. Because it's no longer going to take up my time. So you either get down here to the theater in the next 20 minutes, or I suggest you find yourself a new line of business. Do I make myself clear? I do. Great. See you. Goodbye. He slams the phone down
1: in a passionate display of cliche and then quickly picks it back up again.
0: Wait, are we intercut? Yeah. Oh, so I didn't have to do the phone thing? Yeah. It well, does not in any way say intercut. You're right. Fuck it. So we just suck. Yeah. Because now. So I hang up and then quickly pick it back up again. Yeah. And say. And bring something that gets out stains. Slams the phone down again.
1: Cut to Interior Herald's Theater Day. John is sitting in Gary's o- in Jerry's office, getting reamed out.
0: $400, Stance. $400 we had to give in refunds, all because... Oh, uh, as every projector in the place went crazy. Not to mention the suit that Jason's parents are probably going to file on us for losing their son. Jason died? No, he didn't die, you idiot. He took off. He was mumbling something about a graveyard and walked out. No one has seen him since last night. Okay, Jerry is now going to be portrayed by J. Jonah Jameson.
1: <gasps> Yay! But like, as played by uh, the guy
0: in the the only guy ever to play yes
1: movie. to do it properly. Yes, he, including the fucking cartoon.
0: It's even better. Actually, I think he did it in one of the cartoons.
1: We are farmers. Dum bum 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 bum. That guy. The guy that's in the farmers' commercials. I don't
0: I don't think I've seen that.
1: The guy who plays but, but
0: his his name is uh Oh god I can see it. It's uh Burg <laughs>
1: <laughs> His name
0: is Burger <laughs> I can't remember his name for some reason right now, but I know his name. Alright, fuck it. Uh, it's also got a bunch of J's in it. A graveyard? Oh, wait. And do you know how much the films are going to cost me? Columbia, Tristar, Hollywood, Warner Brothers, Miramax. What am I going to tell them when they can't send the films back? How can I afford to fix the projectors when they're covered with that greenish goo? Greenish goo? Yeah, honestly, why would he say greenish goo? You would say green. In 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 like the, the passionate throes of anger yeah. going off about something. Like if I got cut off in traffic, I wouldn't be like, why did that greenish car cut me off?
1: Good point. Okay, then say it just green. No. Fine. We
0: wrote it badly. You're we'll right. read it
1: badly. Okay. Don't be so
0: mad. With that greenish goo. Greenish goo? I knew you were delinquent, but Jesus, how much neglect do you have to have as an engineer in order for this kind of thing to happen? Maybe I better go upstairs and look at it, huh? I'm coming with you. I don't trust you farther than I can throw you. Well, with your bad knee, you shouldn't be throwing anybody. Dolores. Yes, it's true. <laughs> was Dolores the right name? I couldn't remember. No, it was uh, Grace. Grace. Grace.
1: Grace. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <Grace>. <laughs> Fair enough. They get up and go upstairs. Greenish goo. Interior projection room, same. They enter the projection booth, which looks like a bomb went off in it. Well. Whoa! The projectors are covered with residual slime, the floor strewn with film, and the canisters are all stacked neatly
0: in straight lines down the hallway. Oh my god. Oh my god is right. How do you explain the projectors i threading all at once? I, I don't know. How do you explain the film canisters like this?
1: <laughs> You're right. Know. I don't know.
0: No one would stack... Film cannon. No human would stack stack canisters like
1: this. (laughs) I wonder if that's actually what we were trying to do. Of course. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. If it's obvious, that's what we were trying to do. Then yeah.
0: How do you explain this gunk all over the projectors?
1: I, I don't. And
0: don't tell me you don't know. Well,
1: let me look at it. That'd be great. Could you do that for me? Sure. Sure. John gets up to the John gets up to the workers' area and grabs a magnifying glass. He then approaches one of the projectors and looks at the slime. Oh no it can't be. What can't be
0: this stuff I know what it is. Well, that's good. That's what I'm paying you for if I still pay you after today.
1: <sighs> it's ectoplasmic residue. What? It's stuff that shows up after a supernatural occurrence. When a vapor or entity makes contact with something, it it leaves behind.
0: That's it.
1: You're fired.
0: What? Why? What for? What for? You trash my fiscal year due to your petty negligence. You make yourself unavailable at all possible times. And now you have the temerity to blame all of this on a supernatural occurrence. Look,
1: I'll call my uncle. He can help you. You don't understand. Don't
0: give me that. Who you gonna call bullshit? I know very well who your uncle is, and if you think for one second I'm gonna let him and those two other hasbins in the door, everybody forgets about Winston. What the fuck? Yeah. Even us. Even us. And those two other has-beens in the door and their slave. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Um, and those two other yeah. husbands in the door. And make a mockery of this situation and charge me thousands of dollars to fix the so-called problem that you're as out of your mind as all three of the Ghostbusters. Four. What?
1: Four. People always forget, Winston.
0: Get the hell out of here this instant before I call the police!
1: Good for you, dude. Cut to exterior Pennsylvania Turnpike day. We Wait, see- Wait,
0: good for me what?
1: You fucking committed to that performance. <laughs> There's probably some, one of my neighbors is probably really worried right now.
0: I was thinking that while it was delivering <laughs> the line. Like we could get in trouble.
1: <laughs> exterior I'll cut to exterior Pennsylvania Turnpike day. We see Jason in the same clothes as he was in the opening scene, walking along the hallway. He looks physically exhausted, but the expression on his face is driven, almost livid. He's going somewhere specific. Eventually, a car full of college students, two young girls in the front seat, and a stoner kid in the back, pull to the side of the road behind Jason as he keeps walking, ignorant to their presence. Hey, Mopey, need a lift? Jason pauses and then turns around to face her. Yo, where you going? We're on our way to Boston. We can give you a lift if you want.
0: Are you preparing for the arrival of Master Javagorn? JavaGorn. I don't think that's even a real name. Sha- Javagyorn. That's how it's going to be pronounced. Okay. <laughs> okay. Say it again. Are you preparing for the arrival of Master Javagyorn?
1: <coughs> I'm preparing for a Deftones concert, sweetie. What's a Master Shava Horn? Jason ignores her, turns around, and continues walking. College girl turns to the driver. Damn earth science majors... Never know what they're talking about. Come on, let's get to Beantown. They take off. I guess that was a joke about our science major, Sean. Exterior, downtown Manhattan. Evening. We're just in Manhattan now all of a sudden? we yes. s- Okay. We see John in front of a payphone in a boarded up building. The sign says raise occult books, but is spray painted out in red. John to phone. To phone. To phone. He's talking to the phone. Yes, He's not, not on the phone. Not talking to anybody on the phone, just to the phone. You didn't tell me the store was closed, Uncle Ray. No, I'm on the I'm on the pay phone outside. Yeah. Well, I, I just I wanted to run something by you that happened to me. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. Behind him, we see Oz approaching the store and then reacting to its demise because he didn't realize it
0: No! More visual jokes from Sean, ladies and gentlemen. It's my specialty. Visual <laughs> radio.
1: Behind him, we see Oz approaching the store then reacting to its demise. He just starts pissing on it. It's like, oh, I hated this place. John continued. Well... Well, I know you and the guys haven't been back to the firehouse for at least two years, but. Exposition, exposition, yeah. <laughs> exposition. He then notices Oz and tries to quickly look away before Oz can notice him, but it's unsuccessful. Shit. Oz starts to walk towards him.
0: Hey, stance! Uh,
1: no, I wasn't talking to you, Ray. Look, I, I, I need to go. Like, now. Oz gets right next to John. Hey, man. Never mind. No, don't don't worry about it. It's it's not something I want to discuss looking at Oz right now. Your house? What's wrong with your house? Oh. Sure, yeah, I just I it's I just lost my job, so I got nothing to do. You lost your job? Giving giving the buzz off sign. <laughs> 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 Uh, What's his character? Ruby Rod? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking. Feed element. All right. Yeah. You lost your job? (laughs) Well, I'll, I'll tell you about it later, Uncle. I mean, Dad. Are you calling your dad from a payphone? I'll explain later. Yeah. Enjoy the play. See ya. Hangs up the phone. What do you want?
0: Well, I finally thought of an excuse to visit your uncle's store so I could meet him finally, but it would appear that it's been closed down.
1: How about he goes to the store to buy a book? Like, do you really need to think <laughs> up an excuse? <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking hell. No, I had to think. I couldn't go out there before because I didn't have a reason, even though it's a store. Yeah, just go in the store. And go,
0: Wait a second. Are you? Raymond Stance of the Ghostbusters. When I saw Ray and a cult, it never even occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> Not only am I a fan, I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> uh, but it would appear that it's been closed down. Oz, I told you, if you really wanted to meet him, I could talk to him for you. John starts to walk down the street with Oz trailing behind him.
0: Yeah, but you know, how stupid is that? Uncle Ray, my friend is a Ghostbusters freak and he wants to ask you a million questions. He'd think I was crazy. Just what he'd want to hear, I'm
1: sure. Actually, he probably would like to hear it. It's Venkman who wouldn't want to hear it.
0: You knew him too? What do you think? Wow. So what's your excuse? What was your excuse? Denise is studying the Salem witch trials at Columbia, and I thought the store would have something on them for her. Well, it did.
1: But Ray himself hasn't been behind that counter since Vigo brought them back, th- back to the firehouse, hired help.
0: Vigo, that's the first time I've ever heard you refer to any of their documented cases by a spirit's name. Don't tell me you're starting to believe in ghosts.
1: Well, it's just that after I turned seven, will you try telling a cynical seven-year-old that you have a pet ghost? Who had a pet ghost? Oh, please don't include Slimer. Is this a Slimer line? They all did. He was green and... Never mind.
0: So what did your dad say?
1: My dad? That's a bit out of the blue. I haven't talked to my dad before in about four minutes. Four minutes.
0: Five, maybe.
1: Oh, boy. Feels like it was yesterday.
0: You are the most terrible actor on the planet. Who were you talking to just now? You. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You. Not me, Tard. On the phone. It wasn't your dad. And it can't be coincidence that I found you outside of your uncle's store. All right. I was, ta- I was talking Uncle Ray. God damn it. Why didn't you tell me? You know damn well why. Sometimes sometimes
1: I think the only reason you even talk to me is because about the oh, – you even talk to me is to talk about – You want about, to start over? No, but I will. You know damn <laughs> well, well why. Sometimes I think that the only reason you even talk to me is to talk about the damn Ghostbusters, get you closer to the whole Ghostbusters myth. It's not a myth. You of all people
0: should know that more than anyone. Listen, Oz –
1: Not a one ghost has been zapped, trapped, and stored by Ray and the others for over five years. It doesn't mean they don't exist. John stops Oz and he faces him. Who? The ghosts or the Ghostbusters? Because if you mean the latter, you're mistaken. I need to get home now. I have to pack. He leaves Oz behind. Pack? Where are you going? Oz exits the frame, chasing after John. Boop, 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 boop. Exterior, Herald's Theater, day. Jerry is not happy, as per usual. He takes Nick and usher on duty by the shirt and grabs him. Shirt front. Shirt front and grabs him. Nick, what are you doing? Nick, who had been talking to another fellow usher, quickly becomes defensive because he clearly wasn't doing anything. Nothing. Well, nothing in this. Nothing in this. Good.
0: I need someone who's not busy. Come with me. Okay. They leave. You you should just have him... Talk like another Nick that we know. I don't know how to do Nick anymore. Toilet monkey? Yeah. Just do Homestar. I can do that.
1: <laughs> okay. Can I? Can we go back then a little bit? Sure. Okay. Nick, who had been talking to another fellow usher, quickly becomes defensive because he clearly wasn't doing anything. Nothing. Well, nothing in the sense, there. That- Good.
0: I need someone who's not busy. Come with me. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love Homestar.
1: It's like Brack without the hillbilly aspect. <laughs> they leave, leaving the other... God, I love using words twice. They leave, leaving the other usher to contemplate suicide. <laughs> then to contemplate the meaningfulness of the broom he was leaning on. Oh, these directions. Jerry comes back without Nick. And you, I'm broken.
0: Why do you need that broom? To sweep, right? Right, I guess. Well, guess again. Start sweeping, your arms will be broken. He walks off camera. Kiss. Kids today think brooms grow on trees. <laughs> 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 You're gonna break your microphone, Trevor. <laughs> I don't know if that's even supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 I like that a lot. I don't know why. Kids <laughs> today think Bruins grow on
0: trees. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I like that so much.
1: Oh my God. Interior projection booth. <laughs> projection booth, not projection booth. Jerry and Nick walk into the booth, which is still a fine mess. I don't get it, boys. John said that something involved a- John's not here. You know why?
0: Because he's a damn fool psycho. Runs in his family, apparently.
1: (laughs) He grabs a flashlight and turns it on. All right.
0: Apparently, whatever happened in here, it knocked out the electricity.
1: I thought the electricity was still on up here when you brought John up to look at things, though.
0: Am I paying you to think?
1: Well, not that I know of, sir.
0: What are you, a detective? (laughs) I love this character. I do, too. (laughs) All I know is that something bad happened up here, and that's why I need to use this damn flashlight. That's the end. The end. (laughs) The end. We didn't get any further. He needs to use this damn flashlight. And I think there
1: were. I I know I wrote more, um, but uh, you know I remember writing specifically writing a scene where <coughs> where uh, John Oz and Oz's girlfriend, what was her name again? Denise. Denise. They're over. They're all over at his place, and they're eating and uh, watching the Ghostbusters cartoon.
0: And I don't remember ever reading that because that would have been really opposed to No,
1: I know you didn't, but I don't think it ever made its way to you. But I do remember writing this. Anyway, um, I think the only thing that we're going to keep from that is the excellent name of Oswald, Oswald. Donsbeck.
0: So um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, We're dorks. Yeah. This is a, this is the, this is an eighties franchise. So we figured some eighties music would be,
0: yeah. And I was, I was doing like that, that eighties, like you're doing the Rocky John Hughes, like fist in the air thing.
1: Rocky did it too. In front of the, uh, on the, on the, staff oh, yeah. of the yeah. museum. So yeah, folks, um, who knows maybe, uh, maybe if we don't shoot this ghostbusters project, we'll at least read the script or something. So maybe there'll be a follow-up on this one day. Yes. But um, I think uh, I think the plan was that uh, they go up to um, Ray's house in upstate New York.
0: Yeah, I remember we had plans that uh, they would just find the proton packs and they'd be yeah. all covered in dust and shit.
1: Yeah. And the ghost traps. Yep, all that stuff. And then, of course, odds being a diehard Ghostbusters enthusiast. He knew how to use the equipment. And Ray probably taught John. So when it came time to bust ghosts, they knew what they were doing, you know? Because it makes you feel good. Yeah, busted makes me feel good. And then and also I think we were gonna make Denise a Ghostbuster too.
0: And I remember that we were researching how to build a PKE meter, but the I shoe polisher. I have a I, have, I also have a recollection that we were going to uh, design a new one.
1: You know what? There's something to that, actually. Yeah, we did want to make uh, a new one, a new uh, PKE meter. One of the things that we talked about was uh, we wanted to take a few of the, just a few of the the more recognizable aspects of the cartoon's PKE meter, Because there was like a few cool things that we liked about that at the time. I don't think now we would I I feel
0: like we wanted to incorporate something that was like a more modern technology, like a cell phone or something like that, and like have that have been converted into a PKE meter by them. Mm. I don't remember. Anyway, you know the script doesn't it's not as bad as I thought it would be. No. It wasn't. Like it has that it has that ghost the opening has that ghostbusters feel to it yeah you know with the A haunting and then it goes to
1: yeah goes to the credits right away which
0: i mean it's it's um uh the word you? it's formulaic formulaic but uh it wasn't like too cut and paste hmm like it was not terrible yes
1: and on that note, folks, we're gonna we're gonna mop up and get out of here. But uh, stick around because next the next episode the next episode of Table Reads is what, Sean? The first
0: draft of the Star Wars screenplay. Yes. Featuring a young Anakin Starkiller.
1: Anakin Scar- Starkiller. Well, that name is destined to never change. Just just listen to it. So yeah. Listen to us do Star Wars on the next Table Reads. Till then, we'll see you. Goodbye. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. (laughs) Fuck.